1: Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and Scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing
0: Company. And a happy Sunday to you. Executive producer Declan Goff here rolling on our off-season vent line episodes. Vikings Vent Line, which we'd roll during the Vikings season. We have Vikings fans join Mackie, Judd, and myself over the course of the Vikings season to uh, basically bitch about the Vikings. But in the offseason edition, we uh, we still like to do that to a degree while also still trying to figure out what the heck this team's going to do in free agency with a wild offseason ahead. And we're looking forward to what the heck the Vikings are going to do. Combine's coming up here in just about 24 hours, so we're excited to kick off this offseason. I have Ben and Alex in the wings here waiting to join us on Vikings Ventline. A couple housekeeping notes. This is the first time you're discovering... Purple Daily, thank you. Hit the subscribe button right here on this YouTube channel. A daily Minnesota Vikings podcast seven days a week. We are on Apple, Spotify, ScoreNorth.com. The ScoreNorth app is a central hub for everything we do. If you would like to get on a future episode of Vikings Ventline for the video audience, you see it scrolling at the bottom of your screen there. It's VikingsVentline at gmail.com. I already have some listeners in queue already for next week, but keep sending up those invites. I'll gladly keep you in queue. I have a whole running tab list of of Vikings fans who want to get on on the show. So please send me an email, Vikingsventline at gmail dot com. And again, yeah, hit the like button on this video. Hit the subscribe button. Your support really helps us out here at Purple Daily. And thank you to our friends at Surly Brewing for powering Vikings Ventline as well as well with TCL TVs. The Surly Furious is uh Judd Zolgad's favorite beer. It's one of my favorite beers, the Surly Variety Pack. You can't go wrong either. Check out the tap room at Surlybrewing.com. We appreciate everything. They do for Purple Daily. All right, let's get all that out of the way now. Let's bring on our two guests. Let's get to Alex, who's live from Chicago, and loyal listener Ben, Coach Ben, who's down in Florida as well, coaching the youngins. Uh, boys, thank you so much for coming on Vikings Bentline. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, Thank you, Declan. Yeah, uh, Ben's an OG. You've been on before, Alex. You said this is your first time on Vikings Vent Line. Appreciate you coming on. He's he's in a house divided in Chicago there, because you can see that Bears flag in the background. Unfortunately, so Alex, I don't know how you do it with your beloved, but uh, I'm guessing <laughs> tw- at least twice a, twice a year on Sundays. It's a definitely a house divided.
1: Yeah, she watches at her in laws, and I get this house to myself. So.
0: Oh wow! So you uh, is that all the games, or is that just when the Vikings and Bears are playing?
1: Uh, most of the games, but definitely when the Vikings are
0: playing. <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. Uh, fellas, let, let's let's kick around this first question. Uh, Judd, Mackie Judd and myself were trying to figure out one word to describe Kirk Cousins on a, on a previous episode this week of Vikings event line. Um, I said egocentric, which sounds a little bit harsh, I think. But I, I'm curious on what you guys would use. Your, your first word, you've seen him for four years now. They've been to the playoffs only one time. I'm curious your thoughts, and I'll start with Alex here. What's one word you would use to describe Kirk Cousins?
1: Yeah, I put a lot of thought into this. And just recapping the words that you guys use, Judd used polarizing, which I totally agree with. Dex used egocentric, totally agree with that. And then Phil kind of cheated. He used a sources (laughs) three word of dorky, weird arrogance, which I think everyone can kind of agree with that too. So I was looking at a word that encapsulates the contract situation. That Kirk is in. I think we can all agree that with the amount of money that Kirk makes, it makes it harder, obviously, to sign other free agents. And so the word that I chose was exorbitant. Oh. And the definition of exorbitant is of a price or amount charged that is an unreasonably high. And I think that, you know, Kirk's a great person. I'm sure he's a Christian. He's a good guy. I'm so more describing the contract situation, right? Um, I believe Judd's correct when he speculated that. The holdup right now with uh, what's holding up Kirk and the Vikings is probably on Kirk's camp. I think they're asking for $40 million annually, which is a little bit of a bump. Um, but that number is still really high, and it's going to be tough for the Vikings to extend him at that number and continue to fill this roster, which is a roster that, as we know, has a lot of holes to fill if we want to start competing for a Super Bowl in the next two to three years.
0: Man, I like that. That's uh, that. That's next level right there. Exorbitant. Okay. All right, I dig it. Ben, you, you've seen uh, Kirk Cousins for four years, too. You certainly have had your opinions joining us on other Vikings Vent Line episodes. What's one word you would use to describe him?
2: I, I've actually thought about this a lot, and I'm actually going to kind of use a food analogy, but okay. when, I think, when I think of Kirk Cousins, I think of plain yogurt, like no flavor, nothing at all, just plain yogurt. And the reason I bring up plain yogurt is because plain yogurt itself has zero taste to it. It's just not good. But if you add things into it, it actually will start tasting very good. And that's kind of how Cousins' game is, is if you ask him to put things on his shoulder and be the guy to lead a team in critical moments, he hasn't done that enough. But give him – the best offensive line, give him great weapons, give him an outstanding defense, and he's absolutely the best thing, the best quarterback in the NFL. The problem with that is that doesn't happen consistently all the time. And especially if you are being asked if you are making north of 40 million dollars, that's just not something that's good. So to me like he's kind of like he's like plain yogurt. He's only good if you mix in good things with it with him so that's just kind of my analogy i thought about that too and i was like i was just like what's a really good like fun analogy i can you know come up with And i just said plain yogurt (laughs) he's only good if you put if you give him good things
0: dude i love that if you give him
2: bad things he's
0: gonna taste bad i think that's phenomenal because because same thing like Everyone always talks about Kirk being, all right, yo- yogurt's good for you, right? Yogurt's good protein. It's it's a nice little snack. It can kind of yeah. tie you over a little bit, right? But you, you can't just be eating plain yogurt seven days a week. Like, we talk about the Vikings seven days a week, but yeah. we got to mix in some different angles seven days to not make this sound so stale and get people bored of us. With Kirk, it's just like the Vikings, mm-hmm. man. Like, if you give him the strawberries, if you put in a little bit of granola in there. uh If you freeze it, if you blend mm-hmm. it, you can throw it into other things like... Honestly, I think your yogurt yeah. analogy is perfect there. And uh, Kirk, yeah. you know, the the Cousins Crusaders, if you would love to say, like, well, he needs a defense, needs an offensive line, needs weapons, he needs the right coaching staff, he needs all this stuff, that same things can apply to yogurt. I, I love the analogy. Uh, kicking around just this yeah. other idea, too, I guess I, I saw the Bill Barnwell thing, and we talked about it on Four Question Friday on Purple Daily, the five-year extension, <laughs> $35 million roughly with that salary cap obviously in the NFL going up a little bit more. Alex, what do you think? Would would you be in the business of possibly extending Kirk Cousins, or are you just kind of looking to play this out or even move on immediately?
1: Here's what I'll say about a possible extension. I personally don't know what I would feel comfortable enough with the roof, the ceiling of that extension. Uh, Barnwell said $35 million, but what I do have confidence in is our new GM, Quasi Adolfa Um He sold energy derivatives on wall street. He understands markets. And I believe that that guy is too smart to give Kirk an extension. That's going to pay him quote too much money. Right. Um, and so I would be comfortable if they offer an extension that is fair for both sides, that allows the Vikings to build, uh, defensively and offensively with through free agency. Um, if Quasi signs off on that idea.
0: You know, the Wall Street aspect is really interesting here, and I know some I would say mostly old school, old timey Vikings fans were a little tepid by that because he's a Wall Street guy. He hasn't he's not a doesn't have a great football playing experience. He wasn't a former accolade or player with high accolades. And he and he has this Wall Street financial background. You bring up a good point on how, not just how he could view Kirk Cousins, but how he could view this entire roster. I mean, the dude has, has a financial background working on Wall Street, what buys, what sells, what what things you can build stakes with, what things you should continue to move on with. And that's, that's an interesting point, man. And, and I think something that we really haven't talked about a lot, we've been talking a lot about Kevin O'Connell and, and his use of collaboration with Quazy, but I think we've also kind of because the head coaching staff is now being in place and we're all obsessed with the Combine, we're forgetting, too, like what – Quays he really can bring to this team, and I think your your Wall Street analogy there is pretty dead on. That just because he doesn't have a football background, but he has also a money background, like and and with this team being right up against the salary cap, ways to manipulate that, having a guy who has experience <laughs> working with finances, probably a good uh good good case to have there. Ben, what do you think, dude? Are, are you ready for the Kirk Cousins there to be done? Are you on board to possibly extend him and smooth out those cap hits?
2: I would. I would take an extension, but it would have to be completely on the Vikings terms. Like it would have to be like it would really have to like he would have to take a substantial pay cut for me to buy into the idea that he can be that he can be the long term answer. Um, Because if he does that, I think the Vikings can absolutely win with him. But again, he's not good enough. He's not good enough to earn two million dollars less than an Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. That's just that's just the facts um i would be if he's not willing to take that i would be fielding calls on teams because he has trade value i don't want to hear this he has no trade value stuff carson Wentz went for a first rounder somebody's going to trade for him so again like i would be okay with an extension if it went completely on the vikings terms
0: Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too. I I would like to be done with Kirk. I don't think it's as simple as waving a magic wand and just getting rid of him. But I agree, dude. Like, if you can get something for him, go for it. If you can figure out a way for him to accept a reasonable extension, I'm open to that. I have to be kind of still talked into it. I'm not completely ironclad and in love with Kirk. But if it's for the right figures, I can understand getting on board and and staying with Kirk for a couple more years. So I know what you're saying. Uh, Moving on from Cousins. I think the other big elephant in the room that a lot of us haven't really talked about a whole lot is what the, what are they going to do with Daniel Hunter? Um, when on the field, obviously one of the best defensive ends and players in the NFL. The issue is he's played seven games over the last two years and he's due a humongous, I believe, twenty-plus million dollar cap it here. He's one of the most expensive non-quarterbacks in the NFL coming up. Uh, Alex, what what would you like to do with Daniel Hunter? Do you want to extend him? Are you looking at trading him? What's kind of your overarching plan to to fix him for twenty twenty two?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, this topic is probably the topic that I'm most passionate about because uh, what I do in real life, I'm a foot and ankle surgeon. Um, so I read a lot of medical journals, um, mostly foot and ankle, obviously. However, Hunter's uh, injury did pique my interest in the uh, torn pectoral muscle that he had. And so I was reading a couple journals, specifically this one is published in 2019. Uh, it had a sample size of 32, which is relatively small, but it's it's. uh made up of professional athletes, so it's kind of a big sample size when you look at professional athletes. And What they found was of the 32, only one person had a poor outcome uh, following that injury, so that's a recurrence rate of 3%. Um, When we talk about the other injury that he had, the neck issue, he proved that he came back from that and played at an all-pro level, so that's a non-story to me. So then the question is that we ask ourselves, are we ready to label this guy as injury-prone because he's missed all these games from two freak injuries? Uh, especially when he's proven to come back from one injury at an all pro level. And uh, considering that the data shows us that athletes do come back from the torn uh, pectoral muscle uh, at a very high rate. So in my term, you know, in my opinion, I would keep him. I'd pay him. He's an absolute beast hall of fame caliber player who's still, in my opinion, very young, uh, has a lot of mileage left, can play for probably six to eight more years at a high level. Um, I mean, if we're talking about trade value for him, I'd want at least a first-round pick and probably more. And with this contract situation, I don't see that happening. So I am all aboard paying to Neil Hunter. Let's build around him.
0: Dude, Dr. Alex coming in here with a medical peer review journal there. I love it. Um, Yeah, I, I agree that when he was back on the field after the neck injury, he was was who he was before it. He, he was an all-pro defensive end. Um, He was the linchpin that held that defense together. I always thought it was far-fetched that the Vikes defense would go from 30th to top 10, even with the plug-and-play, plug-and-play pieces they had uh, on the free agency side of the ball last season. But when Daniel Hunter was there, it was fine because you could get after the quarterback. You lost to Hunter, and that defense completely fell off a clip, cliff. Mike Zimmer wasn't able to come up with other schemes to to still get after the quarterback. I'm in the market of keeping Daniel Hunter, too. I, I think if you can figure out a way to still keep him happy and still pay him respectfully— then it's going to be all good things. But, I mean, the seven games over two years, yes, I understand where from Viking's side and even Quasi's side, he says, well, we're going to have to figure out a different way because I can't be paying someone $20-plus plus million uh, who's only played seven games over the last two years. Ben, what would you do with uh, Daniel Hunter?
2: He's a transcendent-type player, so I'm keeping him pretty much at any cost, you know, because I think Ed Donatel said it himself, like, oh, he can stand up and be a... Three-four outside linebacker, and that kind of caught my eye. I was like, "He's been a hand in the dirt four-three defensive end for his entire time here, and you're saying that he can just immediately transition to be a three-four outside linebacker, which tells says a lot about the type of skill set that he has." I think there's this trending play on, twi- on Twitter, where he he's standing up in a two-point stance, and he comes flying off the edge and just smacks Aaron Rodgers right in the head. Right in the face. And I was like, whoa, like, how come he wasn't doing that more often? Like, he just, he flew into the backfield in two seconds. So, I, he's a transcendent type player. You, you got to keep him. If he were in his mid 30s, I would be hesitant of it, but he's still in his 20s. Like, he's he, 28. He could years give old. you three to four. Yeah. He could, he could give you three to four elite level years of football. And also, when you're rebuilding your defense, you got to have somebody to build around because. It's not Cam Dantzler. Harrison Smith is up there in years. You know, he's the guy to build around. So for me, 100%, keep him, pay the man what he's worth.
1: And keep in mind, uh, there goes, there's still going to be a nickel 70%, 80% of the time. So he will be a rush defensive end most of the time. We won't probably mm-hmm. see him standing up a ton.
0: Yeah, he's yep. he's a he's a freak of nature. And if he wants to play that 3-4, I know Ed Donatel said, yeah, he has the ability to play that outside linebacker role. I think he's such a freak athlete that, yes, if wherever you put him, he can make an impact there. I think at the end of the day, he probably spends more time, you know, sitting down and being a defensive lineman. But he is such a freak that, and he's still young. You know, Harrison Smith, Eric Kendricks, Anthony Barr, Pat P even to a degree if he wants to come back. All those guys, it's, it's, a, it's a hard sell to bring back all those guys who are north of 30. Daniel Hunter, yeah, is, isn't even entered, entered his th- age 30 season yet. When he came into the NFL, he was one of the youngest players in the league. Um, and I, I agree. I think to punt on him, I think would then definitely solidify that they they could, they need an edge. They need someone on on as a defensive end to get after the quarterback and the draft or in free agency. And that's another area yet to figure out. So I'm in the market too. I'm with you guys. I I think at the end of the day, uh, the Vikings will end up keeping Daniel. Uh, guys, I, I'll start. I, Alex I here. Just, Go will, ahead. Yep. What's up, Ben?
2: Yeah, I will just say this real quick. If the Vikings had like the first or second pick and like Aiden Hutchinson or Kevin Thibodeau were available to them, Mm. I think trading Daniel Hunter is probably much easier of an option for them Yeah, if they were able to get one of those two guys. But they're not, so keeping Daniel Hunter is just a better option for me. That's just me. Like where they fell in the draft, picking-wise, I think helps their decision a lot
0: more. Thibodeau's draft stock's really interesting, right? I mean, coming into the college football mm-hmm. year, he looked like he was consensus number one and now a lot of big boards have him, you know, five six and combine's coming up here, so we'll yeah. see if that stock rises or falls. But yeah, I, I think unless unless you can find like a legitimate plug and play, this dude can can be on mm-hmm. your defensive line and, and get after the quarterback <laughs> for years to come in that first five picks. Then yes, maybe you can if you punt it on to Neil. Find the replacement immediately in the draft as well. I'm with you there, Ben. Uh, Alex, what, what are your expectations for the Vikings here in 2022? You know they're at a bit of a crossroads. Their roster is aging on defensive side of the ball. Kirk Cousins' future, although locked in at, at, at his cap hit, is still a little bit murky. But there's still great offensive weapons. There's a new head coach. There's a new GM. Uh, I'm just curious, what is your expectations for the Vikings in 2022?
1: So. I broke this up into expectations with Kirk and expectations minus Kirk. So if Kirk Cousins is the quarterback of this team in 2022, what I want to see is show me that you can strive to be a top four passing offense in the NFL. Uh, History shows us in recent Super Bowls that the top four teams in passing efficiency end up making it to the big game. Um, With that said, The quarterback annual that recently came out showed us that Kirk Cousins was the number one quarterback in a clean pocket on his first read in the NFL. You know, Judd laughs at that because how often in the NFL do you have a clean pocket, right? What happens if they do take away your first read? Um, With that said, I'd like to see, you know, better protection for Kirk and maybe he has a little bit uh, better statistics with, uh, with that pocket going forward. And then, the next thing with Kirk that I want to see is what is JJ ceiling with Kevin O'Connell as the coach in that Cooper cup type role. Uh, and then finally to answer your question in my expectations in that scenarios, you know, at most, maybe a playoff berth with a wild card, maybe you win the division, maybe one playoff win. Uh, but I lean towards probably a quick playoff exit just because there's so many holes in the roster and keeping Kirk uh, even on an extension uh I don't see being able to fill all those holes. Now, without Kirk, my buzzword is growth. That's all I'm expecting uh, out of 2022. I want to see growth from Kevin O'Connell as a new coach uh, managing the team uh, and as a new play caller. I want to see growth in the defense, um, trying to get rid of, you know, that basement status that they're in, get a little bit closer to average. uh, But more so with the defense, I want to see growth in turnovers. I want to see them turn the ball over more, which is – Donatelle's uh, goal as well. And I want to see a growth in the culture. Um, You know, I want to see this become, again, a place that free agents want to to be at. And I think that's on Kevin O'Connell. So for my final expectations in terms of wins, I really have none. Uh, You would not find me complaining if the Vikings only won five games without Kirk Cousins next year, because I understand that this is about building and growing towards competing for a Super Bowl in 2023 and beyond.
0: Dude, I, I like how you broke it up in with Kirk or without Kirk because with Kirk and with Kevin O'Connell now plugged in, there's like basically no excuse for that offense. again yeah, to not be top five, top 10 overall. I know you said top five in passing, but with Jefferson, with Thielen, Herb Smith coming back, Dalvin Cook, KJ Osborne emerging, there's there's literally no reason for them not to be top five. The fact they weren't top 10, top five this year whether that's offensive line to blame or Clint Kubiak, like that's kind of an embarrassment when you really look back on all the weapons that are in place there and they weren't top five, top 10. I I think your, your point when, if they're without Kirk, which is what I believe um, uh, DJ said in our last Vikings event line episode last week, that with all the draft picks that the Vikings have had over the last years, and that was obviously under Spielman and Zimmer, where Where is the growth? Where are the players that can step up? Can Kevin O'Connell get more out of those draft picks? Was it Zimmer holding them hostage? Was it was it Spielman reaching for said players? Because I think a lot of immediate uh, experts would say after the drafts that the Vikings had in 2021 and 20, that it looked like the Vikings had steals there, that they found great guys on day two and three, and they found uh, first-round home runs in Justin Jefferson, and obviously now potentially Christian Derrissaw but then the, these other day two, day three picks weren't able to even see the field. And can Kevin O'Connell get that if they're without Kirk Cousins? I agree, I think growth. Who who stays and who goes and, and who rises and who falls? Ben, what do you think, man? What, do you, what are your expectations for the Vikings in 2022?
2: So I'm actually a little bit different on this. Um, I think the record is probably going to be similar with or without Kirk because the talent that they have on the offensive side of the ball and an offensive coach that's going to emphasize the skill players, which can do a lot of things in the passing game. They're going to be scoring a lot of points and they can win some games doing it that way. Um, I mean, without Kirk, it might be a little difficult with a rookie quarterback, but you know, I tell people, none of the things I tell people all the time, like everyone said, Oh, this quarterback class is just terrible. You don't really know that until a guy gets out there and plays. And with this coaching staff, I have the utmost confidence that they can really get the most out of a young quarterback in, in their first year. And then, you know, like you, like, um, like Alex said in 2023, you know, that's when they're going, that's when you go for the long ball. That's when you go for everything. You know, you got all the cap space, you got, you know, you got the young quarterback in place. So, you know, I think with Kirk, They're fringe playoff team without Kirk. I still think they're a fringe playoff team. Maybe they win a playoff game, but I'm looking at something similar to last year. Next year, I mean, this year, this coming season, as compared to this past season, whether Kirk is there or not, because the Vikings have too much talent to be a six or five win team. They just, they're going to win games on talent on their own. And then, you know, you never know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers obviously has not decided if he wants to play football ever again. So that kind of matters. And I think whoever the Vikings put out there at quarterback is likely going to be better than Jordan love. So that's just me with Kirk with or without Kirk. I think they're going to have a similar season. They had last year fighting for that final playoff spot.
0: Yeah. It's kind of funny when you look at Kirk Cousins career, he's always been a 500 quarterback and people always say, well, he's better than Teddy Bridgewater and he's better than these other guys that are below him. But you know, Look at Denver. Denver has a good defense, some nice mm-hmm. weapons. They go 500 with Teddy Bridgewater, who is, and I love Teddy, but Kirk is a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. And I, I think your point of, too, if, if they want to plug in Marcus Mariota, I don't know if that's even Kellen Mond, but if they plug in someone else without Kirk, are you really that close with being a disaster? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think there's too many mm-hmm. good weapons on offense. Daniil Hunter, if he's indeed there, that can get after the quarterback, uh, a quarterback a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. So yeah, I. I if they moved on from Kirk, I think I'd be shocked if they were like a three-win football team. I I really do. I I think yeah. they're they're too like you said. There's too much talent. There's too many horses there for them to be that poor and that bad.
2: Yeah. If they go eight and nine again next year without Kirk, like to me that's a win because mm-hmm. you won a lot. You won a decent amount of games with a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. And if, maybe they go nine and eight. Maybe they get one extra win. Then they go to the playoffs and maybe shock somebody when a playoff game. Now you're now you're really, you know, building that culture and building that team because I, I personally think 2023 is like the year. Like they go for it all in 2020, 2023, kind of like how Cincinnati did with Joe Burrow. Yeah. They just went for it all the very next year.
0: Yeah, it can you can definitely turn it around uh, pretty quick. Uh, guys, before we say goodbye mm-hmm. here, uh, any last takes you'd like to get in? I'll start with Alex here, uh, before we wrap up for, for the Vikings, this off season or this coming season, is there anything else you'd like to get off your chest?
1: Yeah, thanks. Um, the one thing I want to get off my chest, I was in a Twitter battle with a bunch of fans, um, over, you know, Judd's phone call, to the Panthers, the proposed trade, right? Where maybe we swap 12 for six and the Panthers give us something in addition, but we would take on Sam Darnold's contract, right? And all people here. Is Sam Darnold QB one of Minnesota Vikings, and they they lose their minds. Let me talk you guys off the ledge, all right? The Sam Darnold coming to the Vikings is only a sweetener to get more from the Panthers. He would not factor into twenty twenty three at all, okay? So you're clearing the cap from Kirk. You like these gentlemen were saying, maybe you start Mariota, maybe you play Kellen Mutt. I don't know. You probably still win six to eight games just from having all these weapons and Sam Darnold is no longer a Viking in 2023. We sign a ton of free agents. We go to the Super Bowl. We prosper.
0: Dude, I love that. And yes, the overreactions to Sam Darnold were absurd. Yes, it's it's not moving on from Kirk right to Sam Darnold. It's ironclad. It's it's the sweetener. If you can get that sixth overall pick or you get other things. It, it, like If Darnold wants to come in and, and compete for it, obviously go for it. You know, He's under the contract with that fifth-year option, so he's going to get paid no matter who he is on. But it, it's not—it's not accepting Sam Darnold as the next option. It's moving on from Kirk and moving on as can you find other things that complement that trade and make it better. So I, I know what you mean, Ben. What about you, man? Is there anything you'd like to get off your chest here before we wrap?
2: Um, I'll just say this to all the Cousins Crusaders, and I tweeted about this too. Kurt raises the floor of a team, but he lowers their ceiling. I felt like 2019 was the best possible roster the Vikings could have ever given him. And they got a grand total of one playoff win. Like winning one playoff game is just simply not the goal here. So he raises the floor, he lowers the team ceiling, and that's just kind of where he's at. That's kind of where I'm at with him. And they argue with me about it all the time. He didn't have this, he didn't have that. Please tell me how many New Orleans Saints playoff games are going to happen in a regular season where everything just goes right. And all the quarterback had to do was make one or two big throws. And he did. He made one or two big. He made the two, two, two big plays. So again, Cousins lowers the team ceiling, raises their floor. That's why they finished with eight to nine wins regularly in four years with him as the Vikings starting quarterback.
0: Yeah. that that That's where I'm curious on where, if Cousins does go somewhere else, like who is the team he's going to and what's the situation like Carolina's so desperate. And I think kind of just dumb enough that they'd, they'd give up a lot to get him. Does Cleveland mm-hmm. or Pittsburgh kind of teams that are on the cusp here of, of contending for super bowls. Do they believe in him? Like if, if, yeah. if, if he goes there, does it, do they make them better
1: or in Indianapolis?
0: Indy's another really one. Searching. Yeah, exactly. The Colts are another mm-hmm. one of, of their <clears throat> quarterback away from contending and that defense or a uh, d- uh, division is a disaster. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious on the market for him. Like, what do other teams, I would love to be a fly on the wall of what other GMs say about him and view him too. Because I, I do think that there's more, the, the Crusaders that exist are, are always making excuses where I, I think at the end of the day, people kind of know who he is, who he's above average quarterback, but they pay him like he's top five. And teams, yeah. I think, are starting to realize with more information out there that he's not worth that top five money. So it, it's Reckless it's
1: speculation, mm-hmm. we will hear something about a Kirk Cousins trade next week during the combine.
0: Dude, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Judd and I are going to be yeah. all over that. I can this year. Um, it's the, the combine is fun. It's like, it's like the kind of the, back in the day, cause baseball is so plain and po- boring. Now it's like the old winter meetings. Like it's, it's where all the rumor mills start. It's where, where people start to get together. I'm curious on on what the heck's going to brew here. I think something exciting is, is in order for the Vikings. And I'm I'm curious whether it's a Kirk trade mm-hmm. or, or Daniel Hunter extension or whatnot. I think something on the horizon here is, is going to be, is going to be brewing and I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Dex, do you mind if I thank a few people before we wrap up? Yeah, here? absolutely.
0: Go for it, Alex. Yeah. All
1: right. I just want to thank all the uh, Bears fans in my life, starting with my wife, my brother, Brian. Um, we got Matt, Mark, Colin, Jack, and Herb. You guys fuel my mm-hmm. fandom and make me bleed even more purple every single day fighting with your incoherent arguments. I think that Justin Fields has made it already. Uh, so I love you all. Thank you very much. And then my a good friend of mine, Tony, who's the backer fan that keeps me going, he keeps the fuel, you know, fired up in me to be the, the biggest Vikings fan that I can be. And then uh, thank you, Dex, for having me today. Thank Amen. you, Ben, for all your great uh, thoughts and mm-hmm. conversation today.
0: Appreciate you. Benny, any, any shout-outs you want to make here before your kids take over your
2: classroom? Um, I just want to thank the 90% of sane Vikings fans that are constantly in my mentions saying, I just want something new this season. I don't care what I win. I just want to see new things. I appreciate you guys because some of the other people have just have been gaslighted so badly by cousins that it's really bizarre in in a way. And I want to thank Score North too for providing great, honest, you know, takes about the, where this team is. And you know, I like your motto: "Win a Super Bowl before we die." And everything you guys talk about is of that nature. Of this is what this team is doing. This is why they won the Super Bowl. So we have to do that. So thank you, Score North, for kind of being that realistic telescope that I think we all, all of us fans need.
0: Amen. Alex, Ben, appreciate your kind words and appreciate you guys coming on Vikings Line Again, for anyone who wants to come on in a future episode, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. I'll gladly put you in queue. Mackie, Judd, and myself are back tomorrow on Monday. The NFL Combine is here. We're looking forward to breaking it down. Hit the subscribe button for daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment. We'll see you tomorrow.